Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Matt Jogau and Karen Fields are compatriots from Aotearoa, New Zealand, who both live in Melbourne. As individuals, they have both released albums. Matt with his fourth album, Between Tonight and Tomorrow, released earlier this year. Karen with her second album, Water, in 2021. Now they are collaborators, releasing the single Your Heart of Gold earlier this year and with a new single, Love You Like I Can, and an accompanying tour. Lots to talk about. Hello, Karen. Hello, Matt. Kia ora. That was great. Uh, that intro was great. Totally. <laughs> I love that for us. Yeah. Well, I like to be comprehensive, you know. <laughs> like to be comprehensive, give people all the facts, you know. Yeah, Got to give people too. what they need as well as what they want. So we have both there. Um, I'm going to start. I, I have not cleared with you whether you have a rhythm in answering questions, so I'm just going to toss out a question and you can both give me an answer or fight over it. When oh. did you become friends? We're not friends. Oh, that's so disappointing. Like you act you act all friendly and stuff on social media. All an act. Was well, this being recorded? Oh. <laughs> We're actors. Um, when did we become friends? You go, pal. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple years ago or a few years ago now at a um uh well, you know, we're both playing around the same places uh certainly the same city and we were aware of each other i think it was we really became our friendship really started to blossom when we played a show together at a wonderful venue called the brunswick forum uh and i think it just went from there we started to play more shows together we played a lot of shows together off the back of that one um and we just bonded over the things musicians bond over, you know, whether it was COVID or shows or uh, songwriting. And it's been a really natural progression from there. I mean, Karen has, if Karen had answered this, she would start from a different aspect where she met me at a festival and I ignored her and blah, 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 which is maybe partly true, but not, you know, she spins it into a better tale. But I think that's when we maybe met Right. Yeah, yeah, that's where we met. Well, Karen, you can to now tell that version of the story, particularly the ignoring part. That's very interesting as an origin <laughs> story. Um, well, you know, it's true. We know of each other. We're, you know, you're pals before you're pals, really, in this industry, because you see what the other one's up to and you just yeah. kind of go, great. Um, and people would often say, have you heard of Matt Joe Gow? He's another Kiwi. And I'm like, I've never heard that name in my life. Um so when I when I saw him at a festival, um, and yeah, I just said good day, um, and Matt was like, "Hey," and just kept walking, and I was like, um, <laughs> "Hello," I was like, "It's me, me, Karen Fields." Yeah. He was like, "Yep, got that." Um, <laughs> you could have tossed out. Sorry, what did you say, Matt? It was awestruck and uh, very shy. That's yeah, Matt couldn't handle my my light. Look, it just paused. It was well, like, Karen, what you could have said was, "Don't you know who I think I am?" It's always a good line. 
so cute. No, it was one of those things, you know, we wait so long to be billed on the same festival together. You watch each other from afar and you just get that chance to just go, g'day, and then you hope that at some point you might actually you know, the creative stars align and you get to hang out as pals. And for us, that happened during the pandemic. Um, and for many reasons, like it's such a layered relationship because of where we come from and the songs we play and, you know, just our life stories and all the wonderful things that happen when you're finally in the same room together and you're like, ah, oh, right, cool. Let, let's do this. Let's go all in. So I'm interested after that first show you played together when Matt, you said you kept playing shows, was that on purpose? You, you, you realized that actually on stage, there was a synergy there that should be built together again. Yeah. It was a combination of our doing. We put shows together and then people started to put us together. They thought that we worked well together. They put us in the lineup. They sort of became aware that we were friends. They were aware that we were playing shows together. So it was a combination of, of the two things. Um, and it sort of it sort of went from there. It just was very natural. In fact, it was so natural that it's sort of hard to unpack because mm -hmm. it was uh, some of it we planned, and then some of it we just ended up on bills together. Uh, yeah, it was kind of quirky because people who were booking us started to just kind of expect that you were going to be in the same room together. It was almost just this weird thing that happened, and we were just always yeah what we were choosing and what we weren't choosing it just happened to throw us together so and COVID provided those opportunities where everyone was starving for shows and 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 you know for everything so um <clears throat> we had to band together a lot to come together to do shows as one um you know because no one was being oh it's my show I'm just gonna you know I've got the I've got the week off lockdown um if you kind of won won the lottery of lockdown and got to do a show, everyone showed up and did it with you. And that was a part of our relationship as well, was being really immersed in the community here and everyone who had something on, you were just there for each other. And that was such a really sweet, beautiful way of cultivating a community. And I think Matt and I were sort of in the middle of that too. So lots of layers to our friendship. Mm -hmm. It sounds like your collaboration as songwriters and now reporting together evolve somewhat naturally from being on stage together. So I'm wondering at which point in the playing together, you sort of went, ah, there's, there's something here that we should create, not just, not just be present and play our own music. We actually need to create together. Um, we're just really passionate songwriters. And I think that's what clicked off stage is our chats about songwriting and music mm. brought us together to sort of that real gentle I'll send you an idea this is what I'm working on without thinking it would be a collaboration really not you know not from what I thought it was just kind of like here's someone who I might be able to share some really vulnerable raw stuff with and go what do you think and it just kind of came from there and Matt sent me an idea for a song called Black Sand and the funny thing was is I was writing a song called Black Sand and um, so he sent me this idea and I just came back in 30 seconds with the chorus and went there you go and we both went oh this is great <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that. creative kismet I guess <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't plan it it was just like that that that's a thing it was yeah. really natural certainly that example of of the song Black Sand which has ended up being the anchor for the entire record 
Um, but, you know, the single that you're talking about, Love You Like I Can, uh, we were in a room, Bakehouse, very famous studio rehearsal space. And uh, that was an idea that I had lying around. And Karen uh, took the idea, ran with it. And, you know, we'll probably end up talking about this song in particular in a minute. But there's another example of how easy it was. Yesterday, we were trying to fix a song uh, here in my apartment. And so we just worked on it for a couple hours and I feel it came together really well. And so even when it's a more difficult song, like the one I talked about yesterday, um, you know, we'd had trouble, you know, Karen had had a little bit, she was like, I'm not quite sure of the direction. So we sat down together and go, well, let's look at it together. And then there it was. So I find to summarize sort of our songwriting relationship, it's, it's very easy very natural it's never really it, it seems to things seem to come together very easily for us and that's not always the case when you collaborate with people uh you never know how it's going to go and we certainly didn't expect it but i would say that pretty much all the songs on the record came together quite you know really easily right karen mm. Like, just, mm. yeah. yeah i think we, we commented on it a lot earlier on and just kind of went I've never had this ever. I've I've never felt like this or or been, you know, this is this is huge for us. Um, you know, just to go there, there's an idea and be like, there you go. And or yeah, it's been just so special. Um, and certainly challenged us both as individuals and musicians and songwriters to just be the best we can be. Um, and it's such a lovely journey um with matt as a songwriter for that reason because you never feel like you're up against a wall or trying to squeeze a song out it was just like shall we write a song about this and and you know or here's an idea and it just goes there you go there's a song mm -hmm. and it's so lovely it's a real pleasure um so that will really shine i think in that record because neither of us would have done it if we had to make if it was hard you know we don't need to we just carry on being plotting a lot <laughs> we don't have the time like <laughs> we don't have time to like start a whole new world but it was like this is good so and you're from New Zealand Matt so I was like let's let's go home <laughs> you know but I suppose there has to be a point where you realize you trust each other um to work together because as you said Karen you know those vulnerable moments you're showing to each other with ideas um, that gets received and received positively or at least with no judgment and and that's a moment of starting to trust someone but it, it feels a little like you instinctually trusted each other at a certain point so I'm wondering if you actually realize when that was or you just suddenly you're in it and you're thinking oh okay well we're flowing along like eagles in currents here. Well I think again coming back to we we knew of each other so I'd, I'd heard Karen's work I knew it was really good uh, so I wasn't I wasn't concerned uh, unless she has a ghostwriter or something that I wasn't aware of. But so I was like, okay, I've heard this record, these two records. I know they're good. She can obviously write. And then we started and I'm thinking, let's see how, it was more to see how her writing would work on some of my ideas and vice versa, uh, whether they would mesh. Um, so it turned out that it it worked really well. But so yeah, there's definitely trust there um, mm. because in fact, almost like the idea we had to work on yesterday is almost 
too much trust because I was like, you just, you'll be fine. Just go do it, you know? And she was like, actually, I don't, don't want to do it on my own. Yeah, I, I was like, you'll be fine. Lonely. And I trust you. Just figure it, you know, you'll figure it out. Um, then, yeah, but then we ended up doing it and figuring it out together. Uh, but, you know, there were some some things that um, I think most of the songs are, are really collaborative, um, but there's some stuff that is, is more Karen's, concept and some that's more mine so in that sense as well there's that trust like she can sort of start building it over there and I'm like yeah this is good that'll that'll work for the record you know there's examples of that and vice versa so yeah there's a lot of trust I think in the relationship certainly in regards to to the writing aspect mm. I mean you have uh the, the stories you want to tell as solo performers that you have both told because you you have albums behind you I'm wondering if there are different stories you've chosen to tell as collaborators or just different stories that actually or different aspects of life that, that came up when you were writing together that you hadn't considered writing about before? Yeah, I mean, completely. Yeah, I mean, Karen can expand on it, but completely. I we, I mean, I don't know if I've written about many of these concepts before, uh, but it all ties into the theme of the record. Um, uh yeah, like your heart of gold is an example of of friendship and love and memories. I don't think I've personally written about that myself, but yeah. And Karen, for you, yeah, we bring out um, we 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 bring out something in one another that's just really real. And I, I remember early on, I mean, the trust for me happened pretty instantly when we were chucked on straight on air without having really chatted or hung out and we had to sing on each other's songs and and Matt was really beautiful and how he approached the song with no rehearsal and I in turn you know sang on his song and I felt like oh, I can that was really really special you know um so from there on it was quite easy to relax as a bigger part of yourself like you know because you can just let those guards down as a musician and just go oh, I've just got a pal here who who understands this journey and 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 knows how to respect a song and 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 in turn I give the same so to expand on our characters and then explore the love we have for each other and our really special bond and the bond home with New Zealand. And then, you know, there's just so many different layers of that trust and unpacking with each other that it just feeds this glorious relationship as songwriters. So what we tend to write about is, um, you know, the sort of striking look at love and all of it, it's different angles from the really, really hard conversations. Like yesterday's song is like, a, we're not shying away from anything when it comes to these topics. You've got your heart of gold, which is this glorious, you know, innocent almost love song. And then we go into these places where it's like, oh God, that's, that's really real. Um, and you can't, you know, you've got to be really, sure of yourself as a solo artist to give those really personal narratives away on your own really stripped back but when you've got your buddy right next to you it, it becomes you know more of this sort of you can maintain a little bit more of a boundary of your you know your true self and you kind of you know you kind of share the vulnerability rather than standing up there on your own going here's another time it didn't work yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how I feel anyway it's just really yeah, I mean, we both love music so much that neither one of us would compromise, you know, a song or an album or a tour, 
you know, it's all about just getting the best out of it for each other. We're true creatives in that way. And that, that trust and respect is so, so cemented. Um, so we don't have to worry about it when we walk through the door. It's not always easy to walk that path, though, is it, to, to be committed to art like that? Because, you know, so many things can go wrong. It's 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 not easy being an artist in the world, trying to get gigs, all those sorts of things. So I guess, you know, the inherent understanding you have with each other would help. But I wonder if it's also helped you both hold your nerve with your separate work um, or not hold your nerve so much as maybe just, well, maybe that is what I mean because, you know, there are doubts. One can doubt that one's on the right path or or wanting to go on with certain things. Yeah, well, we're, we're really supportive of each other's uh, creative endeavours in uh, in and outside of the Matt Jogow and Karen Fields project. Um, and we look to work in each other's worlds and support each other in different ways. Uh, an example of that recently is my Closer to Tomorrow EP, that Between Tonight Tomorrow reprise, which I, I know you uh, we chatted about. Uh, so, for instance, Karen uh, filmed, uh, edited the video to that. Um, and uh, also, um, in regards to that project, I did a live show in studio, uh, which I believe you saw. And um, that was initially Karen's concept. Actually, she filmed on that day too. So those are just two of the many examples of, of support outside of this sort of collaboration that we have. And um, I think that moving forward when this project's done and we uh, look to Karen's next solo project, it'll be the the same, uh, vice versa with with helping Karen. And we obviously discuss her work and I've heard, heard ideas for her new record. So yeah, it's really nice to have that support as an ear to lend. And someone who really understands, I think, one of the great things about our friendship is that I have many friends and Karen has many friends, but when you have someone that comes from where you come from and does the same things that you do and lives in the same place you live and is going through some of the same things, you almost don't have to talk about these things because they're all understood. Mm -hmm. So you focus on the upper echelon, like really talk about the art and the creativity and all the fun stuff or all the really dark stuff that as well, because you understand all the levels below where you may have to explain those levels to someone else who doesn't understand mm -hmm. perhaps booking shows and tours and logistics and working with sound engineers and et cetera, et cetera. So we sort of do that for each other. And a lot of it's, a lot of it's probably unsaid to be honest. So we just sort of assume these roles because we, we know what needs to get done. Um, which I think has allowed us to excel and move this project forward at such a pace. Well, it has been at a pace and it's also a project that has a separate musical identity to your individual work. And so I'm interested in how, and maybe Karen, this is a question for you, um, how that sound evolved, whether it, was, whether it was conscious in the writing of the songs that you were going to have a different sort of sound to your solo work or whether it was just there. And again, an example of you two trusting each other as creators that you just allowed it to emerge and be what it was going to be. Um, it was very intentional in the most playful way. I think we took all our toys to the sandpit and I, 
you know, know Matt's work very well and he knows my work very well. And we basically looked at our common loves between our two catalogues and went, what is really strong between the two of us? And that's acoustic instruments with a real Appalachian folk driven sound. And we decided from the get go that that was all we were going to use on these records because I love and work a lot with electric and also, you know, so does Matt and and Rhodes and Hammond and, you know, lots of other great instruments that bring so much to our solo bodies of work. And this was an opportunity to just go really acoustic and really ragged and and hear the instruments in the room and, and hear one another. And that was just from the very first song, I felt like, um, well, when we were writing Your Heart of Gold and, and it just went, this will work. That's how it felt to me. We we both went, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And then as we continued to write the body of work, you it became a bit easier as well because we're not going, oh, well, maybe we'd use a, this on that or we'd use this. It's like, these are our instruments. This is our direction. This is the genre. And just write, just write your heart out. And it worked so well. Yeah. And you're yeah. both, sorry, Matt, you go. I remember the, the moment actually because, for me, it was, it's always something on my mind from a production standpoint. So I was concerned. I was really happy with how our songs were going in the initial phase, Black Sand. And I think it was No Trace as well, right, Karen, which is another right. song. So we had these two and I demoed them. We demoed them, but when I say I, I had the had them on the basis on my computer. Um, and I was, we were happy with them because we felt they were good songs, but it wasn't as Karen said to your heart of gold and that happened to be a folk Appalachian style song and I thought we thought oh this is it this is this is this is our sound so mm. now we just have to implement this across the record and the songwriting will be diverse enough that it will give variation and but if we can paint within these parameters it sets a really it's really interesting challenge uh, I think for us as musicians, we've never done all acoustic records. You've always been able to go, you know what? I'll just get that Telecaster and that'll flesh out that bit. It'll lift that chorus. But we don't have that now. Uh, so it really does allow you to uh, find new challenges and it. it's really exciting uh, sonically. So yeah, that that's... And to sort of come back to your question, that's totally different to our records uh, hmm. like totally different mm -hmm. yeah yeah like some of the stuff that i have is all electric you know certainly on um break rail and roll this is a very electric record and uh and i've seen karen's shows and she has pedal steels and uh it, it uh but this one i just think it'll really shine like this hmm. Well, it already has been shining um, and you are both, I'm not, I was going to continue an analogy there and go on about, you know, shining voices or whatever. That's a bit twee. I was going to say, I'm going to say you're both fantastic singers with very distinctive um, voices, actually. So it's it's quite identifiable, Karen, when you're singing and Matt, when you are, you know, that's to have two strong identities like that singing together doesn't always work, especially because you know what you like, you know how you're going to perform. But it really does work on your recordings. I'm wondering if that's an, that's an extension of what happened when you started to play live together, that actually you learned how to sing together. Was there any adjustment that you needed to make in order to sing successfully with each other? 
I'm going to say that there's always little techniques and things that we love about singing together. Like we've always been front people. So to take a step back and do harmonies and embellishments and just be a support person is like, this is fun. But we definitely, not for a second, not not in my experience of, of our friendship gone like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll change or I'll sing like this. It was just like, this is how I sing. And Matt was like, I sing like this. And, and the response was, that sounds good. So that was it. Um, and the rest of it, which makes it so much easier for us to to fine tune things and to play and, and to get really good and craft the, the togetherness of our sound because we didn't have to really like adjust each other. And again, we wouldn't have done it. I just think, honestly, we would have just loved each other and gone, love your music, love what you do. And, you know, cool. But every step of the way was like, and that works too. And also that works. And that's great. And that is also working. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, really cool. And I've been singing on Matt's back catalog from, you know, he's got a lot of duets or, or parts that are, are really defined. And so I'm having a lot of fun playing around with that. And, and Matt assumes a different character inside some of the solo stuff that he's sung on of mine. And it's just really lovely. Um, there's never been a moment where you go like, oh, don't sing on that. That didn't work. <laughs> yeah. In fact, and as a musician as well, uh, for, for both of us, I think we've grown a lot in this project. I've learned a lot, uh, been able to assume different roles. Myself as a guitarist, you know, I get to I, I get to be a lead guitarist in a lot of this project. Um, if you see us live, Karen plays a lot more percussion than she does in her solo project, um, uh, which is really cool. I think that surprises a few people that she's like shaking things, playing the harmonica, and it's it's really cool. I think for both of us to sing backing vocals has been a really exciting challenge. Um, and then to assume, like sometimes Karen will write a melody and then I'll have to sing it, but obviously digest it and sing it how I would sing it, but it's being created by someone else. So that's obviously a unique challenge. I know we've both uh, faced that and that's been really exciting. Um, an example of that would be Your Heart of Gold, the first single. Uh, I think Karen sings the first verse, I sing the second verse. So I think Karen wrote that melody and I had to frame my lyrics to hers, you know, um, whereas the new one, Love You Like I Can, um, I wrote those verses and then Karen had to get her phrasing to match sort of how I would sing. And so those are like complete opposites doing the same thing. We both had to learn each other's melodies. Um, and that's really fun, actually. Mm. I find it really interesting that both of you approach it as exciting to learn how to do th do new things, oh, play with each other, and maybe it's maybe that like, I suspect it's your general attitude towards things um, rather than just being specific to this project. But it also it's another reason why you were so perfect to work with each other. It wasn't one of you going, I don't really want to have to learn how to sing harmonies to this person, or I don't want to sing harmonies at all. It's actually you're both thinking. This is this is great. I get to try this this new thing and see what happens and make something new out of it. Yeah, it's really special um, because it takes a very strong musician to stand next to Matt Jogel and hold space. And the same in return for me. It's just the truth. We're very strong front people. And so I don't think there was anyone asking me to play or sing backing vocals because 
I'm I'm six foot three and just pour energy out. And so if you're a front person trying to sort of, I've never been a bridesmaid, like let's put it that way. Oh. Um, you know, so Matt's like, I got this. You, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> so we have that little camaraderie as well where we're just really comfortable in our skin. And so, you know, you don't mind us being like, I love sitting back and just, putting you know hundreds and thousands and sprinkles on things this is such a glorious way to play um and that's what we do we play music so we don't ever forget that innocence of of creativity and play and um when it all gets too serious you know you're like don't forget to just have fun yeah I I mean, like, what's even more exciting for me is maybe even the next two singles one or two singles that we bring out after this one, um, one of us won't even really be singing lead. It won't mm -hmm. it's a duet. It'll be one of us singing and the other one backing. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like that. I think that's yeah. It breaks the concept like we have to sing fifty percent of each song. All this it's, it's just so dumb. Uh, we just make good songs, and if I think Karen's voice fits better, then she'll sing it. You know. That's, that simple so um you know the one we we're doing yesterday i think karen was that's her lead um and i think she said like oh you should sing this line i'm like oh, i don't think really no maybe i'll sing here a little bit and but we really just do what the song needs and mm. i love that yeah i love that yeah we both love the thing in the middle very much you know um which is cool well, I think that idea of, of doing what the song needs because you're in service to the song rather than the other way around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And it's great to find that kindred connection with another songwriter, um, you know, that you can step into full immersion of your, you know, self-narrative and your own story, or you can step back and just go, let's just write a glorious song about this thing and, and add these elements in. And, you know, it really is like just playing and, and you know, playing in the sandpit and going, what should we build next? I think you're probably going to make quite a few people jealous. <laughs> the two of you in terms of this sounds like a very fun process. I'm there going, oh, I would quite like to have that collaborative process. Why can't I do that? <laughs> because I don't I do think it's rare to it both is. approach it at the same point in your creative development or maturity or whichever word you like to use. You know what I mean? You've met each other where you are and it happens to be at a really similar place. Yeah. Karen mentioned to me the other day that. I think was it you said that we you didn't realize that you'd been looking for this I think and mm. I was the same maybe I did realize like I had been looking actually for that type of collaboration but uh you know now that we have it I'm very aware of how special it is and and it is rare you know these things are rare especially when they're not um contrived and mm. uh, formulaic you know this is very natural we've obviously chatted about how we're from the same place and now live in the same place and do the same thing in a similar genre and so yeah it really has has worked uh, really well but hopefully that you know, comes across in the songs and I think you can hear that in that new single love you like I can there's a lot of push pull it's really cheeky and that just dis it displays another side to the our relationship and that's kind of what our record hopefully eventually will be it will show you a bunch of different sides to us and then some other sides to maybe relationships in general and um 
and uh, perhaps I think we cover I think we cover the full spectrum, don't we, Karen? Yeah, we we go there, we go there for sure. <laughs> well, uh, and I will now talk about the song. So um, we will we'll start with the most recent song, which is "Love You Like I Can," uh, which is short but action packed, and it has a different yet complementary energy to "Your Heart of Gold." I thought because I was listening to them both thinking, yeah, very, very different musical identities, but but they belong to a, a, a the same brace of songs, even though a brace implies that there are more songs, which there will be to come. And I'm wondering if you set the intention for the energy of that song before you recorded it or while it was being written, did you know it was going to be this really muscular action patch song? Matt's, Matt's to answer. <laughs> Mine to answer. Um... I felt the song had something special. And I, my guitarist, longtime guitarist, Andy, who also uh, works with us in this project, mm -hmm. uh, he's the one of the Dead Leaves who has, has come across to this project. Uh, he loved the song and he's wanted me to release the song in a different form for a little while because I had the idea that one of the ideas but for whatever reason, we didn't quite think it was there. So, but I knew it had potential. And then when Karen heard it, she felt it had potential, but it needed something else. So what was initially a harmonica break and a really blues trad cross harp break, Karen felt we could turn into a chorus that would expand on the, on the whole push pull. And that's really what we worked on here in Melbourne and took the song to the next level. And I have a really objective engineer who'd heard the song and he was like, oh, it's all right, Matt. I think you've done better to the initial idea. And then he heard the idea after Karen and I had worked and he was like, yeah, that's it, Steve. That's it. That's the idea there. So it was a really obvious demonstration of how our collaboration can is 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 greater than the sum of the parts like i thought i had a good song and i think hopefully people will feel now we have a great song mm -hmm. um because your heart of gold is a glorious song and so that was a, a great announcement of your partnership as well and you released it while you were on tour in new zealand it was, it was a multi-date tour and i'm interested in whether that song evolved while you while you were performing it and if so you then in a bit of a bind of thinking well, we have this recorded version, but now we've kind of evolved it as time's gone on. Maybe we need to revise it. Karen, maybe you. No, I think like we spent, you know, Jan, Feb, early March together on our first tour of Aotearoa, New Zealand. And obviously we spend an extreme amount of time together, not on tour. Um, so we were really present in your heart of gold. We practiced and really, really sang this out. You know, we really challenge each other to to do the best that we can and show up as best we can. And I think with that song, we really did the hard work, to be honest. Like we really did the hard work and we took it to radio stations the morning after we'd finished the next chorus or whatever was going on because we were just going to, we were going to get this right. And if it meant being really brave and, and quirky and playing it raw, it meant that we could fast track how good we could make this. And so I don't feel that we 
like it evolved as a song I think you always sit better in the pocket when you play it live and you get the personality of it you know sits really richly but I just really think we we really really did do that work um to find that true sound or the true nature of the song and went ah there it is cool so yeah it just got it just got better and easier to play and more joyous to present that's all yeah right um, and it is a joyous song, but so I love you like I can. So I am very interested to hear the other songs, particularly because, Matt, you keep talking about the song you wrote yesterday. It's like, well, that's you're just teasing a new song now. It's, it's not, not even recorded. No, I mean, the, the beauty is, and you've got great ears, so because you, you've heard these two and you've said they do, you know, they do have links. Those two were recorded on the same day at the same time with the same players in the same room. And they were recorded really quick like mm. you just set up the studio there were still builders like outside with like we were like close the doors ah play but we did tell them to stop working for like we did stop drilling because we've got to record, we got to record. <laughs> I, I think we had to record because we were going on tour and we needed a song, a song. <laughs> you know and i think and the whole time is just a blur the <laughs> but funny those two songs in particular uh they were recorded on the same day as i said and i think there are that's helped bind them together uh in terms of the sound because there are quite a few differences um this new one's only two minutes long and it's really upbeat and uh, full of energy um and you know the other one is a little bit sweeter uh, mm. I think as we delve into the record, one thing you'll notice, we probably will find that we've been lulling you into a little bit of a false sense of security because there is a darker element to the record as well. It does go there uh, a little bit. Um, a lot. A lot, yeah. But we started on this end of the record. We've got to, get, we've got to welcome you in and say, come <laughs> in, it's all good, you know, and then we lock the doors. <laughs> and then it's, like, it's all sad now. It's horrific. This is what real love looks like. We just Karen, you know. take the mic. Ruin these people. <laughs> well, and Karen does have that kind of voice. I've got to say, on your albums, Karen, it is a voice that can ruin people in the the best possible way. Yeah, many many a pe person have told me that after a show, like that. I haven't cried in twenty five years, and it's like. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got that ability to do that. Certainly, you know, we're not afraid of pain, not afraid of heartbreak, but we don't live there. You know, it's never without hope or without, um, you know, some kind of thread of light. And we both share that as well as songwriters too, that we really feel things really deeply. We're both really, really, um, you know, deep thinkers and deep feelers. So if we need to go somewhere, we can go there with integrity, but also care for ourselves and for the people listening to the song with a sense of, you know, songwriting um, that, yeah, that, that doesn't hurt for too mm -hmm. long. That's what I hope anyway, you know, music is such a great, a great medicine for the people and and even as dark as it might get we both still have that that connection to you know wanting to carry on which is a song on the record <laughs> you're doing a lot of great forward announcing for this album <laughs> we all said it was yeah. a great banter so 
you'll be you'll be laughing in between you crying don't worry people like yeah that's a whole other side to our relationship yeah. but i know i'm hilarious but i had no idea that joe gal is this dark comedy horse so i'm like bantering up a storm and old joe gal chimes in with something and i'm like <laughs> you don't get that from mr americana front row like that's hilarious there's been a few times i've been genuinely stumped at the banter like i'm just gonna that <laughs> play the damn song that's so good I love that I love that you get to be a little bit more cheeky and a bit more you know that side of you that's really funny um that you don't get when you're being Matt Jogel necessarily front man in the dead leaves <laughs> well presumably Matt enjoys it as well otherwise he wouldn't do it yeah exactly like we like we said it's just an opportunity to try different things Karen and I we like to uh, be seated um, mirror each other whereas you know I like to dance around on stage so so this is this is very different for me sitting <laughs> on a stage but uh I think we've tried at every aspect and every angle to give people something different to the Karen Fields or the Matt Gal project because otherwise people go what, what 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 is this like why would I I could just go see you know Matt Gal? why do I need to see this like well they're different um mm. And uh, I think the more people hear of us, the more people will come to realise that. Mm -hmm. Now, if people do want to see you sitting down performing, there's my segue, you are <laughs> going on tour um, for a few dates over the next few weeks, including the Kangaroo Valley Folk Festival. And I'm wondering if a festival performance requires a different sort of ramping up energy to, to a, like a smaller enclosed venue. Um, yes, is like the short answer to it, but it, mm, I don't know, man. I, I feel like we really bring a special energy to all the shows, like whether you're sitting in a, in a house concert or you're, or you're taking to a festival, you know, we just, our show's just really naturally energetic and, and it's got a lot of integrity with what we do. So we don't have to think about it and it translates beautifully to very large audiences and then really small intimate audiences as well. And that's because we have that friendship and we have that trust with each other. So the audience immediately just relaxes. So even in a large festival, you know, we can hold you all because you're just hanging out with your best pals, Matt and Kieran, and, you know, we're spinning yarns and telling, you know, telling lots of big stories and singing songs. And, you know, so you can take that to whatever size crowd you like. But Kangaroo Girls mm -hmm. is interesting because I've played as myself and there are festivals like that where Matt has played or I've played and so there's this idea of you already so there's a little bit of that consideration to go you know these folks have seen what I do solo and they have that sort of affinity or their affection or what Matt has done solo and so we've got to be a bit gentle as well with our beautiful fans who might be a little bit like please don't please don't let me down like <laughs> Please still let me love you. You know, and we've had a little bit of that too. People going, are you still the same person, you know, that, that I'm going to get when I come and see you? And and so far, so good. Well, I would imagine so. Um, and so I would also imagine that once there are more songs released and the album that is in the works, there will be another tour as well. So into 2024. Yeah, I, I imagine you planned ahead. Yeah, you're right. We, um you know, we've toured off the back of both these singles and, and both tours are really extensive. The last one was like 30 shows. Mm. Um, this one, if you can include into January with like Signet, Illawarra Fest, like this is another 15, 20 shows. So 
after these two singles, we're probably not going to tour the next singles as relentlessly and we'll let it simmer to the record, which we hope to be out, you know, early next year, maybe March, April, something like that. And we'll tour off the back of that uh, into at least Australia and New Zealand and then and then further abroad. Uh, yeah. So we've definitely got plans to take it out there as, as, as far as we can and give the project uh, all the love that it deserves. Um, hmm. so we, we and it's it's actually easier on the road with the two of us than it is just the one of us or than it has been for me in the past with like five guys like the two of us it seems to work quite well I find um, yeah well we've spent an incredible amount of time together in each other's worlds and it's like wow this you know this is another side of your friendship that you can't really rely on until you are on the road seven weeks deep you know and going we are still in this time yeah, that's true. Right. you don't know how tough that person is you know it turns out karen's very tough like very hardy <laughs> it's true it's hard like it's hard. and i can cook yeah well <laughs> cook. yes she can she can cook very well uh it, honestly, some of yeah, we I, like we just discussed this yesterday. We did ten dates in a row, day after day after day after day after day, in different cities and stuff. And um, in the middle of winter, uh, yeah, you can you can get pretty run down. So you do you wonder is this person going to survive? But um, but you did, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it is a good test of any friendship when you're tired and hungry. Um, I think that's actually where you probably see people at what's going to be their worst. So if you can make it through that and not lose your temper at each other, you're doing very well. Yeah, you know, again, we really love what we do and we appreciate at the core of this is something really rare and something that's worth nurturing. So it's very easy in this industry and the pressure and the, and the miles and the, you know, the financial difficulties or whatever comes up to allow that to take up all the space. Um, but we don't want that. You know that's not what we want from our careers and our and and you know and our connections. So it's that kind of moment of going, well, I could let this take up the whole room right now, but I'm going to try really hard to you know again nurture that thing in the middle that we're doing. Um, so much comes up. We I I think honestly we would we would need to take three months off to just reflect on how dense our experiences have been together this year. But every time things get really tough, we are always there for each other and and just think you know this is really what is going to make this project remarkable because we chose very intentionally to do all of these dates so we could launch the project properly and give people a strong idea of what this is and so we could work on that side of ourselves as touring artists and performing artists and you know it's very intentional to say yes and it's just like any relationship where you show up and you say like all right like this is what I'm going to do really well and and I want this to work really well this is really important to me now it's become as Matt said bigger than the sum of our parts so it's something to be nurtured and cared for so I think we really keep that strong. Mm -hmm. Well, and also what I've you know, heard from you, Karen, is you talking about the audience feeling safe with the songs. I know that, that you know, Matt's such a considerate performer as well, and it is it is such a compliment to the audience to think about them, actually. It's not just, oh, I want to get up here and play my songs. Actually, I'm presenting a show 
we want to do the right thing by you. You've turned up to see us. Um, so the audience can only benefit. And so I think it's, you know, it's such an exciting project. When I heard the two of you were uh, making music together, I thought, well, that's going to be really interesting for one thing. I would disagree about saying it's greater than the sum of your parts because the parts are pretty good. But, you know, open to interpretation. <laughs> My mom was even like, she's like, I've seen you in all of your variations. And she's like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, how does one take that from one's mother? I don't know. <laughs> no, you know, like just, so it's, well, she could have said the opposite and she's the kind of mom that would, you know, she yeah. she's the kind of mom that would be like, <sighs> <laughs> would have been like Matt's engineer and said, "Not your best." Yeah, we love Chris. He's very. If you if you need anything honest and dealt with, just call Chris. But no, it's it's lovely when you say greater than the sum of its parts. It's just you know it's got a space of its own, and I think that's what's so important is that it really does stand up on its own. Um, we're not leaning on one another, or you know, there's no one person doing more than the other, or writing or presenting. It's it's really just you know, hands in the middle and, and let's go. Um, mm. the audience, we really love our fans. Like we're touring artists. Not a lot of people know what it's like to be a full-time touring artist and you cultivate relationships with your audiences in a profoundly deep way because they show up town after town, night after night, and you can't take that for granted. So the joy when we walk out and there's a full room is so real. We're like it'll never be old for us it's like again people have come out and chosen to to share their precious time with us let's really make this magic and and every time we feel like everyone just get that gets a dose of that and it's that's why we do it yeah well you are touring um sydney uh victoria there's various dates on your respective website so i will post those and people can go to those i've had you talking for quite a long time so i will stop talking to you now because hopefully i will talk to you when there are future releases but both songs are wonderful complimentary as i said i'm sure the shows will be amazing so matt jogal karen fields thank you so much for your time thank you, thank you so much Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.